also been requested to speak to Evening Light Bride uh, Fellowship. Tabernacle. And so they are going to be streaming this service on their Zoom. And so I sent our greetings to the saints at Evening Light Bright Tabernacle. May the Lord bless each of you and grant the desires of your heart. Shall we please turn to First John? Verse 4. Chapter 4, verse 17, rather. Amen. <clears throat> we read from 17 to 19. As you know, whenever we are speaking to the saints on Zoom, we always have but one hour. And so, uh, you always try to catch me quickly so I don't have to take a long time uh, laying a, a, a big foundation. You can do that if you focus right. And then the Lord will bless you. So we're reading from verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is so are we in this world. There is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear has torment he that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Amen. I mean, you may be seated. Uh, for a while now, I've, my mind has been going around the subject of love. And, and so today, I did not know what exactly I was going to speak on. But then I had that fear. And so I'm going to speak on fear. This evening, fear. Tell your neighbor fear. Even by speaking that word fear, you already are fearing. So you don't know what am I to fear. <laughs> and so there are two categories of fear in the Bible. The first category of fear is the fear of the Lord. And the second category of fear is the spirit of fear. Now the fear of the Lord is not necessarily like fearing something bad. But it means to respect God. It, it means to have a reverence 
for his power and his glory. And you also respect you have or you respect or you have respect for his anger and for his wrath. Um, it could also mean to know God is God. And to know him as God. And to know him as supreme. You know that is having the fear of the Lord. To consider him in all things as first priority. The reason why the people in the world have no fear of the Lord. Is because they do not take God or they don't they don't know God as God. And, and so they have no fear of the Lord. And that's why they sin. But you cannot sin. Or he that is born again cannot sin. Not because he's fearing the people. But because he's fearing God. What brings that distinction between, between a believer and a non-believer is that a non-believer or a make-believer or a fake-believer will not or will, will, will not do certain things in, in, in certain places because they fear man or they fear to be seen or they fear to be known that they will not that, 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 that they can do such a thing and so they will not fear to tell a lie they will not fear to tell a lie okay because to them there is nothing about it. They, they will tell you, they will ask them what is it that you are doing. You say, it's nothing. Because to them it's nothing much. But you are a child of God. It is, you have the fear of the Lord in you. You will fear and you will tremble. Because you consider God first in all things that you do. And you, you don't know him as just a, uh, you know, some God somewhere, but you know him as God, as, as supreme in your life. Some people, they even say he's a God of white people. No. I was going about to take a subject probably in the future. I'll take a subject on that. White people, most of the white the majority of the white people have left God. Many of them no longer have the fear of the Lord. And, and we see that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's what the Bible says. Every nation on earth that has prospered, you go back in history and study. You will find that that nation had the fear of the Lord. Every family that has prospered, you will find that the, the, the father of that family raised or the mother raised the children on the basis of the fear of the Lord. You will even find out that the father of Barack Obama was a Muslim. And if Barack Obama was raised by his father in Kenya, 
He will never have got to that place of power and influence. But he reached that, he attained that because his mother raised him up on the basis of the fear of the Lord. And so he he, he was able to get to a place of power and influence. Because he, he had the reverence for God. And the scripture continues on. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endures forever. So we notice that the fear of the Lord has good benefits. It is the beginning of wisdom. It is the beginning of knowledge. It is the beginning or it brings good understanding. It leads to good life and to real life. You know, the fear of the Lord brings rest and peace to your soul. It, it, it brings contentment. Listen, it brings satisfaction. In Proverbs 1.7 it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Just like in Psalms 1.10. It's, it's the beginning of knowledge. But then he says, But fools despise wisdom and instruction. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But the, but the fools despise wisdom. Meaning if you, you despise wisdom, you will not fear the Lord. And you are a fool. That's the conclusion of the whole matter. But I don't want to be a fool. I want to be wise. I want to be with good understanding. He says, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 14.16 says, A wise man feareth and departeth from evil. But the fool, he rages and is confident. Even when the word of God is preached, you will find that some people are fools that they are confident in their sin they are confident in their lifestyle and they are not willing to live that lifestyle because they are fools but he says that a wise man feareth and departeth from evil so what is that kind of fear that is the fear of the Lord and in Proverbs 14, 15, he says, A simple believeth every the simple believeth every word. But the prudent man looketh well to his going. A wise man feareth and departeth from evil. But the fool rages and is confident. He, he keeps on repeating these words. Now, why wouldn't why wouldn't uh, uh, 
uh, a man want to have wisdom? Why wouldn't he want to follow instruction? Because they are fools. And the scripture then says, a fool has said in his heart, there is no God. But I trust you that are listening to me this evening. You believe there is a God in heaven. And you don't believe only that there is a God in heaven. But you believe that he is the only God. And he is the absolute. And is the master of, the, of your life. And is the ultimate. And is the absolute. And that he is the fearing him is the beginning of all wisdom. And fearing him brings good understanding. Listen here. In Proverbs 14.26 He says in the fear of the Lord Is strong confidence And his children shall have a place of refuge The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life To depart from the snares of death Meaning if you fear the Lord You will not come into the snares of the death. The devil lays snares in the ways of every believer. In whichever area of life the devil will try to ensnare you. The devil will try to ensnare me. He will try to ensnare you. But then what did he say here? He says the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. And he says to depart from it is snares of death. And that's why, brother, sister, we should never depart from the fear of the Lord. It is the fear of the Lord that will bring us to repentance. It is the fear of the Lord that will, will keep us within the, the context of the world. If it wasn't for that, that, that is in our heart. Many of us would have been in the world. Many of us. Many of you listening to me tonight. We would have been in, in the world. We have the power to do the things the world does. But because of the fear of the Lord. It's not something you make up. It is something that amen, God binds up in your soul. Amen. He just kind of gives you that fear. I've heard and I've seen and spoken to many believers who told me I was on the brink of going into sin. But somehow at that moment fear came over me and I couldn't go through with it. What was that? It was the fear of the Lord. What does it do? It says it is a fountain of life. Proverbs 19.23 The fear of the Lord tendeth to life and he that has it shall abide satisfied. Tell your neighbor you will be satisfied if you have the fear of the Lord. 
He shall not be visited with evil. If you fear the Lord, evil shall not come in your house. Evil shall not come in your gate. Evil shall not come where you may try to come, but it cannot abide in there. In a place, in a house, in an individual that has the fear of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. It's the fear of the Lord that called David to repentance. He was a man, he was a king. He feared nobody. Like all kings who become fools for thinking that because they are kings, they are, there is nobody above them. We have a record of them in the scriptures. And also in history, kings that have not feared God. And God brought them down. But we find that all kings that feared God, God loved them. God gave them long life. God blessed them. Because of the fear of the Lord, it brought them down to repentance each time they sinned. I remember when David sinned, David committed immorality and murder. And when this happened in his life, you know, and the prophets of God came and gave a prophecy. And he told him what he had done. The fear of the Lord came upon him. And he faced a war and began crying to the Lord. And we know he said, God, I get us you and you only have I seen. What a king! This was a man that knew that nobody in Israel was above him. But there is something he had and it was called the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord took him away from death. And God loved David. And God blessed David. And God told David, I'll give you an everlasting house. I'll give you an everlasting kingdom. And David was, was blessed all through. And yet when his son came, Solomon, he did not fear the Lord. After building the temple, after doing everything he did, later on, he built the houses of other gods. And because he didn't fear God by doing that, God removed him. And he put his servant to be a king. Brethren, we should fear God. Our God is a living God. The Bible says he's a consuming fire. Praise in the name of the Lord. And, but then tonight I don't want to speak and dwell so much on the fear of the Lord. I want to speak on the spirit of fear. Somehow I want to dwell on that for the remaining uh, minutes. And this is the spirit of fear that the Bible is speaking of in the book of 1 John. He says herein is our love made perfect that we may have have boldness in the day of judgment. Brother, you have to rectify my sound. I cannot hear myself well. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. And then he says, there is no fear in love. 
but perfect love casts out fear. Tell your neighbor, perfect love casts out fear. In a message expectation, the prophet says this. Now, fear has no valuation in it. None whatsoever is perfectly endless. It doesn't, it, it hasn't got one thing good about it. If it was, uh, 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 it says, if I was to be, a sh uh, to be short in the morning, I was, if I was going to be short in the morning, what good would it be would it do to have fear? What good would it do to me? You say, well, what good would, would faith do to you? Faith could deliver me. But fear won't help me a bit. You just get yourself all worked up. And more nervous than ever when it comes time for the gun to fire. By the time they bring a gun on your head, you've already wasted yourself. You already look so bad. You, you've already sweated out, sweated it out. You are so nervous. You, your heart is bumping. You've excreted on yourself because of fear. But he says, if I was going to be executed in the morning, what good? Does it have for me to fear? Fear has no valuation in it. None, whatever. It is perfectly endless. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't go to one thing about it. So you say, well, what about faith? What does faith do to you? And he says, faith could deliver me. Faith will deliver you. But fear won't help me a bit. You just get yourself all worked up and more nervous. And then when the time comes to fire, you are so nervous. So he says, let's have faith. Faith could deliver me. But it doesn't. But if it doesn't, what good would fear do anyhow? I thought I loved this quote so much. Faith could deliver me. But if it doesn't, what good would fear do anyhow? So you say, just stay right with faith. And hold on to it. Take God's promise. And remain with God. 
we have had a lot of people in the Bible here as our examples who have had no fear absolutely whatever. We can talk about a, a, a man like uh, uh, like Daniel. When they told Daniel when a law was passed Daniel knew it was targeting him because he was worshipping God. And, and, and the law was passed that no one should worship any other God. And so when Daniel heard it, he even went and opened the windows. He said, so you don't want me to pray? I will pray and I will open the windows so you can see me pray. Here is a man who had no fear. Brother, sister, when you are faced with adversity, when you are faced with trouble, face it like a man or woman of God. Have no fear to what the devil can do to you. Stand boldly before fear. And I will even open my windows. Because the God I serve can deliver me. But even if he doesn't believe, deliver me. What good is it for me to fear? I will not fear. And he opened the windows. And they saw him pray. So they quickly went to the king. They send a man is praying. Said which man? One of yours here. Daniel. Daniel. He said, Are you sure? He said, Yes. So they brought him. I said, Daniel, you're sure. If it was you, would you admit it? Have you been praying? They did not actually say the truth because yeah, I was like praying, but exactly I was. <laughs> that is fear. But Daniel said, yes, do what you will. I have no fear. Why? Because I have the word of God. I'm standing right on the promises of God. He knew that the prayer that David had prayed, that when they would look to this temple, no matter where they are, you would deliver them. And he was praying, looking towards the temple. He was looking towards the promise not towards fear look beyond your fear I say look beyond your fear and see the promises of God they will shortly come to pass and right at that moment you, you know they, they said now you have to be thrown to the lion's den Oh my good Lord, if it was you, maybe you would begin immediately shaking. After all, you are going to be thrown in the light. And uh, you wouldn't know that you wouldn't know what it is, but you would hear water all over your pants. You're going to be Lion is lunch today. That's what the Bible says. The devil is like a roaring lion. But I said, have no fear. Our God is not like a lowering lion. Our God is a lion of the tribe of Judah. And he has prevailed over the devil. Oh, hallelujah. And so right there, 
you know, when he was thrown in, he had no fear. And when he reached there, the man had no fear. The lions looked at him. Hi, Daniel. Hey. So you're not eating me. So you know me. Yeah, Daniel, we know you. It's only a lion which has no fear. And the lion is so Daniel as another lion. Because, that, because another lion was in Daniel. The Bible says that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It is the devil in the world that lays snares to make you fear. But it is God that is in you that gives you boldness in the face of trouble. And when he stood between for that lion, he had no fear. He had no fear. And he looked at the lions and was singing and playing with them the whole time. Singing songs that man knows nothing about. Lion is so far. When I was in Zimbabwe, I touched a lion. Oh boy, oh boy. I, I know, then I knew what fear is. When I touched that lion, I touched its rear. And, and just a, like, like you on the hip. And I was just pressing it like that. In just one second. In less than one second. Its mouth was where my finger was. <laughs> oh my God! They told me yes. That's how fast that beast can be. When it did that, did that roar. said, oh God! Don't kill me. It was it was in the net in, in the whatever blocked somewhere. But even then, I don't know what I almost did. I will not tell you. Fear is real, but fear is a spirit. But hallelujah, hallelujah! God has not given us the spirit of fear. Amen. And so we noticed there was another another people. We always talk about them. Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego. When these boys were told that they should not bow to any other god but only the, the god, uh, this image. When you hear the drums, when you hear the whatever, then bow down. These, they remained standing. They gave them another chance. They remained standing. I want you to understand this was an entire kingdom bowing down. But these three boys refused to bow down. Even if you are the only one who shall refuse brother to bow down to the devil, do not bow down to the devil. Even if everybody else will agree to bow. But I agree not to bow. Amen. Our strength is not in agreement with others. Hey. Our strength is in agreement with the word. If you agree with the word, then God is right beside you to accomplish.
accomplish his promise. But you agree with man. Man will forsake you. At the time when you need them. But God cannot forsake you. The Bible says it's a present help. In the time of trouble. And if you believe him like that, even in the time of trouble, you will have no fear what the devil will do against your life. And at that moment, they, they said, we will not bar. Look here, boys, we are going to burn up this furnace again and rekindle it again and again. Seven times. And if you don't bow, we will throw you in there. They said, bring it on. Bring it on. We will not bow to the condition of the time. Did you know that fear has never been holistic? Fear is always consequential. It's like fear. I don't know whether I said that right, but fear is always for the moment. How many of you feared at one point in life? All right. How many of you who, that, who feared at one point in life? And then later on you realize, why did I fear? Later on. Right? I remember when I was in school one time. Uh, there was a teacher who usually here in Uganda, I don't know whether they are beating these days. Do they beat nowadays, nowadays students? Yes. Some schools. Oh, we used to get Enzo. Really? So now there was uh, these teachers who would make you lie like a snake. And, uh, and, uh, and he would bring that Enzo. Uh, and uh, uh, the English speakers will not understand what we are talking about by Enzo and Luboko, but I don't know. <laughs> he would bring a stripe. A rod. It is just like a rod. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, and he would bring it down on you. I, I would say he would rain it down on you. <laughs> and, and so, uh, he said, this teacher would say, anybody below this mark, I'm going to give you five. You, you know you are gone. So, now when, then after he says that, then he brings the papers. Even by the time he's bringing the papers, you are shaking. Because you know the way you perform. You don't know whether you reached that mark. So by the time he, by the time he brings your paper, you are already broken. And by the time you look at your paper, your hand is shaking. And if you see you are past the mark, you can even fall down in appreciation. You just feel fear leaving you. But when you realize that you are below the mark, you will go back to your chair. But you, you will feel it hot. You can't even sit down. Some of us would not sit. We would just kneel down there because you, you, you know you are waiting. <laughs> To receive the, the <laughs> rod. And then one day, <laughs> the teacher did that. And at the end of the day, 
um, you know, he spoke and he spoke and he spoke. The road was there. He spoke and he spoke. And the session ended. He said, you have survived. You have survived. But I, I was going to now we wonder, now why did we feel? After all, he has not beaten us. From that moment, I said, fear will no longer control me. Because I know after, after the fear, you, do, you will not fear again. Did you hear me? After fear, there is no fear. Fear is only for that moment. But the devil will try to bring many things in your life which will bring fear in your spirit. And these things many times may be sickness. It, it may be words that you have heard. It, it may be things that maybe people have done to you. It, it, it may be anything. And then all of a sudden it will bring a blanket of fear over you. But this is only for a moment. But the devil will show it to you as if it is for a lifetime. Maybe you don't have money. I want to tell you it's only for a moment. Maybe you have no tuition. It's only for a moment. Maybe you are sick. It's only for a moment. Maybe you have issues in your family or in the church. It's only for a moment. But I tell you what, we have an eternal God who is over and beyond a moment. He's an everlasting God. He was there before fear. He will be there after fear. Fear has no power before our living God. And all they that trust in him Amen. Have no fear also. For there is no fear in love. And so we notice these boys said we shall not bow. Do what you will. They, 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 they boiled up the fire. Seven times. Completion. The fire was completely hot. The devil might have boiled your mind. Until and even brings you know what we call nervousness? Nervous. There are people who become nervous. And then others be, begin to fear, begin to feel kind of depression. Others so sad. You feel that uh, the, 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 that feeling has overwhelmed you. But, but that comes out of fear. And others think that when they go to the psychiatrist, the psychiatrist will help them. Let me tell you what you need. You only need a Holy Ghost filled person to come to you and cast out that fear. Because fear is a spirit. And, and he said, fear brings torment. That's why to a believer who is walking right with God, no matter what comes, no matter what goes, you will have no fear what the devil will do what the devil will say what the devil will plan why? because 
because you know where you are standing. You are standing on a solid rock. The rock of ages. The rock of the world. The three boys said, We shall not have any fear. As long as we know the promise. And they took them. They had no fear. They pulled them. They had no fear. The devil might have taken you. He might have pulled you. He might have done whatever he wanted to you. But I say, have no fear. Hallelujah. Amen. Where is taking you in the fire? Our God is a consuming fire. Amen. When he dragged them to the fire, all of them got burnt. But the boys themselves were in the fire dancing, thank God, hallelujah. Dancing, glory, hallelujah. Our God is a consuming fire. Let me tell you, brother, sister. Oh, hallelujah. Let me tell you why we listen to the word every time. Because the word casts out fear. God is the word. And the word is love. And he says with God in love there is no fear. Perfect love casts out fear. So when we hear the word you get encouraged. Praise God. And I want to say to you this evening if the devil has dragged you in the fire don't fear because when you are in the fire you are in victory why? because he that made the fire is right there in the fire amen you pray, oh God, send a sign. Send an angel. Send this one. Send a word. And God may not answer all those prayers. If God has not, oh, there's somebody who asked a question here. Why do I feel God is not answering my prayer? Here is your answer. If you feel that God is not answering your prayer, He is waiting to answer it in a greater way. <laughs> Why do I pray? Oh God, come and consume all this people. Come and strike the, the, the image. Come and, uh, uh, and when they caught them. Come and strike all of them. Nothing. God was waiting. The angels in heaven were like, Oh God, your people are being taken. Your people are being taken. Let us go. One would say, Let me go and strike with water. God said, No. Okay, let me go and bring fire. No. Let me go and bring wind. No. He stopped all the wind with the angels. Because God was prepared to answer the call himself. And when the king saw, he said, didn't we throw three men in the fire? Why do I see four? And the first of one, is like the son of man. Who was he? Who was he? He is the one in you. He is the one here. They saw him as a separate one. But you don't see him because he's in you. 
That's why I told you you are greater than you know. Because he that is in us, he is greater than he that is in the world. He is greater than any discouragement of fear. He came down in a moment and fire meant nothing. So they had no fear. But even if he did not serve them, they were ready to die. But not fearful. They were not, yes. Don't be fearful, brother. Don't worry, even if God doesn't save you. Die. Strong. Die. Fearless. Die. Standing on the wall. Die. Believing. If God doesn't heal you, don't you worry. Die like a warrior. Don't die like a fearful person. Die like a warrior. But I want to say to you tonight, our God is more than able to deliver you. Some of the Amen. people who said, I can't overcome this, I can't overcome this, I can't overcome that. Believers, we are supposed to be soldiers. We are fighting a battle. And we are fighting until we overcome. If we will not overcome, we will die fighting. Keep fighting. Don't come out of the ring. Don't fear. It's the fearful that go out of the ring. Stay in the ring. Even if your opponent is a giant, fight with him until you overcome him. If you don't overcome him, die trying. But I want to say, our God has been tested. Our God has been proved over and over and over that he cannot fail. That he does not fail. It's not about what I'm saying. It's about what he said. It has Amen. been time tested. Therefore, why fear? Praise God. Just stay right with faith. And hold on to it. Take God's promise. And remain with God. In the message that I in the church age book, the Laodicean church age. I'll read you this quote now. God says this church of the Laodicean age is wretched. Wretched or wretched or whatever. That word comes from two Greek words which means endure and try. Endure and try. Endure and try, yes. Praise God. And he says, and uh, it has nothing to do with the trials that come to a true Christian, for God describes a Christian in trial as blessed. No, this is not about a Christian because this is not the, the Laodicean church is wretched. 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 Find a word in, the, in, in Revelation chapter 3. Verses something there. They are wretched and blind. Naked, wretched and blind. Did you get it? Quickly, we don't have much time now. And it has nothing to do, it says, with the trials. Did you find it, brother? Chapter 3. Anybody found it? 
verses 18. No, no, no. Verses, um, verses 17. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, but thou knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Uh -huh. mm. So the word comes from two Greek words which means endure and trial. And it has nothing to do with the trials that come to a Christian. Because for God does not describe, for God to a Christian he describes a trial as, a, as blessed. And his attitude and his attitude, one of joy, is one of joy, whereas this description here is a phrase as wretched and miserable. Miserable. How strange, listen, listen now, quickly now. How strange. In this age of plenty. In this age of progress. In this age of abundance. How can there be trials? Well now it is strange. But in this age of plenty and opportunity. When everyone has so much and there is so much more to be had. Uh, he says what with all the inventions to do. Uh, uh, what with all the inventions to do our work and so many things to give us pleasure. But suddenly we find mental illness taking such a toll as to alarm the nation. Even here in Uganda, the mental cases are becoming more and more. When everybody ought to be happy with really nothing to be unhappy about. Millions are taking sedatives at night. Ah, I don't know how, if there are people who do it here. Even many believers do. Let me tell you, if you do, if you do, take sedatives to sleep. Oh, it's not evil. But I tell you, you can be delivered off of that. God can take you out of it. Because that is not your portion. The Bible says he gives Giveth his beloved sleep. Praise the name of the Lord. And he says, when everybody ought to be happy with really nothing to be unhappy about. Millions are taking sedatives at night. He says, pep, uh, pills in the morning. Rushing to doctors. And entering institutions. And nothing, listen, and trying to drown out unknown fears by alcohol. They're trying to drown that fear. 
with alcohol. Mwenge. Do you know many people who are taking alcohol and drugs? It's because of fears. They are living in fear. They are in bondage. Yes, this age boasts of its tremendous stores of worldly goods. But the people are less happy than ever. This age boasts of its spiritual attainments. But the people are less sure of themselves than ever. This age boasts of better moral values. And it is more corrupt than any age since the flood. It talks about its knowledge and science. But, but it is fighting and losing a battle in all fields. For the human mind and soul, spirit cannot comprehend. Or keep abreast with all the changes that have come upon in one generation we have gone all the way from the horse and buggy age to the space age and we are proud and boastful about it but this generation inside the peoples is a dark void cavern that is crying out in torment. You know the scripture said that uh, fear has torment. And without a known reason, many's hearts are failing for fear. And the world is so and that this age could well be called the age of neuro neurotics. The wife is fearing her husband. The husband is fearing his wife. Father is fearing son. Son is fearing daughter. Daughter is fearing uh, you know brother. Uh, there's fear everywhere. The other time I, I heard that there was a, 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 a woman that powered hot water on, on her husband's <laughs> And the man just woke up only to go to the hospital. Half dead. Why? Burnt by the wife. Why? Maybe the woman had her fears or insecurities. You find a phone. Someone has 20 passwords. Someone just scrolls the whole screen to put a password. Fears. They have nothing on the phone. No money, nothing. But secrets. What if pastor finds out? What if my wife finds out? If you, you have your secret passwords and your wife doesn't know there is a problem with you, you have fear. So this is my phone, this is your phone. This is this is we settled that one long ago in my marriage. There's my wife, we are one. You have my password, I have yours. If it's a thumbprint, yours can open mine, mine can open yours. When I'm sleeping, I'm peaceful. You can check all you want. No fear. 
When I go in the bathroom, I can leave you with my phone. You can check all you want. You can search all you want. I have no fear. But what has the devil done? Fear. What if they do this? What if? I even have no fear. Even if she found something bad, she will not come and beat me up. She will not come and divorce me. She'll ask me, darling, what is this? And, I was, ah, yeah. and then we will talk it over. And then we will kiss each other. And that will be a done <laughs> but, what have, but what has the devil done? Fear. And, and it causes that kind of uh, stress. Even in marriage. In relationships. You know, uh, even the devil would want to, you know, the pastor is fearing the people, the people are fearing. I've often times people say, oh, we fear pastor. I hear it in some church. And I get shocked. You fear pastor. Well, of course, you have a right to fear if he walks with the guards with a gun. Maybe. But in the message churches, your pastor is your brother. You fear your pastor. What is wrong with you? No, because the pastor invites him to your house. No one has ever invited me and I don't go. But I dare not go and push myself on the homes of the people. I'm your pastor openly. We don't do that. But wherever Jesus was invited, he goes. No fear. No fear. The spirit of fear is bad. It brings nervousness. It, 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 it brings a, a torment. And he says the generation is all in torment. Country is fearing another country. You know, are they going to shoot? Are they going to? They keep spying on one another because of fear. Countries do that. I hope people don't do that. What, what, what are they saying? What is he saying? What are they saying? Why? Because of fear. It brings torment. People even have seen many young people. They are not confident of themselves. Because of fear. Oh, I, I don't look nice. I, my body is so tiny. Oh, I'm so fat. Oh, I fear, how would they say? What do they think? What? Don't fear those kind of things. Fear comes from the devil. What God has made you, let me tell you, is good. And anybody that will not appreciate you is the devil. Why? Because he that believes in God should believe the word of God. And the word of God says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. But the devil doesn't believe that. But every believer believes that. Praise the name of the Lord. And we don't fear what the devil thinks about us. And without a known reason, many's hearts are failing for fear. And the world is so darkened that this age could well be called the age of neurotics. It's boss, but it cannot back it up. 
It cries peace. But there is no peace. It cries that it has a great amplitude of all things. Amplitude. But it keeps burning with desire like an unsatisfied fire. There is no peace, says my God, to the wicked. There is no peace to the wicked. But I want to finish like this. I will not finish my sermon, but I'm just finishing because of time. Just go back and read the, uh, the uh, Asmanian church age. Very the, good nuggets there. In Romans 8.15 He said you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry Abba Father. When you receive the spirit of adoption you are blessed. Amen. As a son of God. Listen, you are not made a son of God. You have always been a son of God. But the spirit of adoption blesses you as a son. You perfectly love God. And God perfectly loves you. And perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. If I had time, I would go into the blessing of a son. And spiritual adoption and baptism of the Holy Spirit. But I tell you, friends, we have been blessed as sons of God. We have nothing now to fear. Our heart is at rest. No more anxiety. No more depression. No more fears. What comes or goes? Our God is in control because we are in Him. And if you are in Him, He has everything covered. He, if He has my past covered, and He has my future covered, He has covered my present. Hallelujah! Amen. Nothing is going wrong. All is well. Let us stand on our feet. Hallelujah. Give him a clap of praise if you believe that. Hallelujah. Father Lord, we come before you boldly before the throne of grace. Lord, knowing that we are the church that you've chosen in this last days. And the enemy desires, Lord, to to destroy that church. But you have given us your word. Within it is staying power. And Lord will have no fear. We'll look unto you. The author and the finish of our faith. Bless us as we shall dismiss. As also we give. Bless every giver tonight. And anyone who might be sick or afflicted in any way, may they have no fear tonight. I cast out that spirit of fear out of them. Let them be set free in the name of Jesus. For he that the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. We bless your name, Lord. Amen. As we give our offerings.